Welcome to Switcher Chats, music interviews brought to you by Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris and Music Tribes Unite. Hi, Nigel J. How are you doing? I am good. How are you, Daryl? I'm good. I'm in my apartment in Las Vegas, as you know. Um, you're in France. What part of France? That's right. I am. I'm about one and a half to two hours east of Bordeaux. It's uh, beautiful. I basically live on a hill. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, it's, I actually just happen to have the photo I'll show. <laughs> there you go. That's it. So we had actually known each other for quite a while. Originally, um, you brought me on board with Jazz in Europe magazine because you were the editor mm -hmm. in chief um, at the mm -hmm. time. And I started doing interviews with you. And so we kind of hit it off. And then since then, we yeah. started our podcast adventures, which uh, have been fun. Mm -hmm. And we just actually just hit 100,000. Um, Yay. Hour. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty amazing. Um What's some of the highlights for you? I mean, we've actually, this has been going for seven months. It's actually pretty amazing that we hit that number in seven months. But of course, the lockdown maybe maybe played a part. A lot of people were sitting at home, you know, with not a whole lot to do. <laughs> maybe that's part of it. But uh, what's, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I hear what you're saying. And for me, there's some validity in that, that people were perhaps a little bit more accessible also at that period through lockdown uh, and artists and uh, well-known ones are a little bit more choosy so that they don't actually dilute what they're doing and because of your really consummate reputation within the music industry as a whole through many many years you've networked through and you've kept your networking up that's mm. been absolutely invaluable to you know it's effectively it's your little black book and some of my little black book as well between right. us. So when you've got that, you know, at the end of the day, the facts are is that uh, your own reputation of business integrity carries you through to a, a point where people are saying, hey, yeah, I'd actually really like to talk to you, Daryl. Yeah, I think definitely um, from the guest perspective, it's interesting because that was actually one of the things when we first talked about doing this, um, doing the Music Matters podcast, the whole idea of getting guests and getting cassette guests on a consistent basis of people that are known was kind of the big challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and when you've got Billy Amadello says, yeah, Billy Sheehan says, yeah, a jazz iconic personality, Jason Miles and yeah. all of these people and Luther Vandross works with. And, and then we've also done another rightly important thing is that we've given an opportunity to some what we collectively recognize as up-and-coming uh, new possible artists and said, hey, right. let's give them a bit of a break as well. Yeah. I think, um, I'll, actually, I'll, could, I'll correct you on one thing, is Billy Amendola, just because <laughs> it's hard to kind of find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I, that's true. I think, I think part of our mission, you know, has been definitely to showcase up-and-coming artists, um, along with people that folks know, because, of course, it helps um, – it just makes it for a fun show and a diverse show. And, you know, you've even had uh, Dean Bouchala, who's uh, a very well-known oh, yeah. reality, right, reality uh, TV director, um, do the show. And, and he wasn't <laughs> necessarily music, but he actually, part of his story was he helped connect different uh, parts of Europe in the 90s for MTV. So he has a music background. But I think the creative part to me is really the more important thing where it's actually just being about being creative in general and music's definitely part of that, but there's a lot of other avenues that, that come into play, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. 
essentially what we're doing is music industry interviews and right there are so many components of creativity as a holistic whole you know when you get an opportunity as as you did get up close and personal with rodney hall on fame recording i always laughed and chuckled at the fact that he thought that you were sitting in some really cool studio somewhere <laughs> yeah that's true actually you can see my, my green screen behind me but normally my uh my when i do the yeah. other video uh chats that i've been doing i've, I've been using uh, uh uh you know green screen uh photos and one of them is a recording studio actually it was quite real so uh, yeah. when I interviewed Rodney Hall from Fame Fame uh, Recording Studios from Muscle Shoals, um, who was actually that's the the studio that the movie was fa- was uh, based on. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because he was sitting in Studio B for him, and he's like, "Hey, you're I like your studio. I'm like it's fake." <laughs> <laughs> but, but I managed to convince him, so I was doing pretty good. It's funny. Yeah. Who are some of the other guests that we've had on so far that that stand out for you? I would say uh, Michael Santucci was another really fascinating thing that we did together. And that whole, uh, the vital thing about how it's important to look after your hearing, especially as a musician throughout your life. So I'll tell people that if they didn't see the episode, Dr. Santucci founded the company called Sensophonics. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the first companies that came up with the whole Mm -hmm. idea of in-ear monitors. So he works with many, many bands, including Rolling Stones, there's a whole bunch of long list that some of them he can't actually tell me because of confidentiality. Yeah, he's a, a world-renowned audiologist. He actually works with the World Health Organization, which we just got a actually just got a um, certificate from them for the interview that yeah. we did with him. But uh, yeah, he's a, he was a great guest, really smart guy and, and really nice man. And uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's been a few like Denny Denny Tedesco is another one from the Wrecking Crew film, the oh, director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so much. I mean, I love music as you as you do too. What was what did yeah. you what did you find fun about Denny's uh, Denny's chat? The story about the um, on the ice. Oh right, right. You know, I, I know that ice trucking one when he was he he sort of turned up, got in, and started doing some filming and chatting, and they drove off. And then he said, "Okay, right, let's stop now, and uh, I'm going to go back to base." And the drivers go, "Oh no, you can't. We've got to keep going." <laughs> yeah, actually, like... you're talking about you're talking about <laughs> Dean Boshala. Yeah, so Dean. Dean oh, sorry, Dean Boshala. That's yeah, okay. that's it. Um, yeah, so Dean actually, uh, for people that don't know, one of his shows, uh, the TV director, one of his uh, TV shows that he produces and directs is Ice Road Truckers. So yeah. that story you're talking about that he uh, he had just shown up in Alaska and one of the truck drivers was going to go out on the ice and Dean hopped in the truck with him, you know, thinking like he'd be out with the, you know, with him for an hour and they had, a, they had a chase vehicle behind them and that he would be yeah. able to leave. And, and once they get on the, uh, actually on the uh, open ocean that's frozen, they can't stop. That's actually dangerous. <laughs> so he had to he had to do the whole. I think it was like four hours or however long. Yeah, was. it's funny. Yeah. yeah, I'm chuckling for two reasons. Uh, one is thank you for that correction, and and also That's just okay. in myself, you know, in in the in just under seven months, we've done thirty three, and we're coming on to thirty four, thirty five podcasts. Behind the scenes is basically what I am is you're listening to all these fascinating stories as I go through through post-production. Right. But that's actually a lot of well-known people that we've actually connected with in a very short space of time. So there are occasions I acknowledge that I get it's all a little bit mixed up in my head because well it's it's been uh, a bit of a blur because actually like yeah. you know, even doing um because sometimes we're actually releasing two shows a week 
depends on mm. depends on who the guests are and also we have some people have uh you know they're doing certain releases like our friend tim quick his album was just coming yeah. out he plays with the bacon brothers and broadway guitar player so we try to accommodate that as best we can yeah. um sometimes that means releasing two episodes in one week <clears throat> which is a lot of work for you <laughs> right yeah i remember we um it was oh dylan and alice right yeah the, me- the new metal band yeah yeah, um, and that was a real hoot, wasn't it? You know that. I mean, we had a wide range of artist age groups as well, which is one thing I've always loved about what we're doing. Yeah, is that we're making ourselves accessible to to as many people as possible, regardless of their age. Also, how people can become well known. I mean, and then you get that absolutely what a lovely soul, and that's Mark Farner. Yeah, Mark's a good guy. So Mark, Mark was oh. the lead, or for many years, he's best known as the lead vocalist for Grand Funk Railroad. And Mark, you know, I mean that he's a a voice that we've all grown up with. I mean, there's so many hit mm. songs. You know, we're an American band, and just I mean, there's so many tunes. <clears throat> and, um, and it was fun talking with him because he was such a humble guy, and he's a very spiritual yeah. guy too. We you know we got into that, but yeah, he was a, such a such a nice man, right? In fact, what's really interesting is I'm privileged to hear pre-roll and post-roll. Right, yeah. And your conversations. And there's a lot of spirituality in in the artists and their, you know, their thinking and their philosophy and so on and so forth. Another one, you know, Waylon was really interesting as well. Right. Yeah, so Waylon um, is an interesting story. He was with a band called Mushroom Head for a long time, which is a pretty mm. heavy, heavy rock band. And, and now he has a new band called A Killer's Confession that's been out for a couple of years. And they've been actually doing really well. They're up on the charts. They're actually on tour right now. And uh, I met Waylon through our friend Pepper uh, Gomez, who owns uh, the record label that they're on. And Waylon's an interesting guy, man. He, you know, he's not only is he an artist, a singer and songwriter, but he also is an A&R for that label. And uh, he's just a really fun guy. He has this heavy Southern accent. He's, he's just really animated. And <laughs> it's really, really, yeah, a really cool guy. Yeah. And his wife, oh. Julie, works with him too. In fact, sometimes it's difficult not to parody that accent sometimes. Right. So often when I've finished a session, I'm at my home, the Man Cave studio. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have to be quite disciplined when you're working from home. And which I've done for the 20, 25 years on and off. Mm. But so I'll make a, a, a ritual of going to spend some time with my wife, Pia. I broke into the accent and say, would you like a cup of tea? You know, yeah. <laughs> she's like looking at me like, uh, who have you been talking to this time or listening to this time? Or well, whatever. it's actually funny with that because um, I don't know why that is, but I, get, I guess we all get influenced by that. So I'll go to England, you know, I'll go to London. And I'll hang yeah. out there for, for a week or two. And then all of a sudden, I notice I'm developing a little bit of a British, and, you know, it gets into your head. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, but. And, and the other thing that I love about uh, when we're working together, because we've always, we are always joking and laughing and teasing each other about different things. We're sending each other little messages and so on. So right. Look, you're a busy guy. You know, I mean, you just shot this video with this band tell, tell everybody about that because i think that's fascinating the world should really know about it <laughs> well yeah so um it's actually an interesting story so this band called crushed on the curb basically what that is is there's two guys in the band that were with a, a group that was signed to mca universal and they had opened for guns and roses and a whole bunch of different bands well the guitar player uh gray actually owns a travel company 
And one of his guys that he works with there, uh, Jake, is actually is a really good singer and songwriter. Um, after you know, yeah, yes. working with him, developing on that, so they started sending me tracks. And during the lockdown, and we recorded a bunch of stuff. And we actually um, starting to release some of that. And one of the videos, actually, I, I have the video. I'm going to play it in a second. But one of the videos, which is a David Bowie cover, has actually over 140,000 views. And another one of the videos of the song that I played on has another 100,000 views. And that's without a record label, just self-releasing. So actually, I and that, this is part of the Switcher Studio app. I'm going to show everybody, too, since we're doing that. Um, I can actually pull the video up. And I'm going to play it. I'm going to play that for a bit. And we can check it out. Cool. Yeah, I'm like you. You know, music just permeates the whole of my soul. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's actually. I mean, that's been such a fun project. So they, those guys, actually just came out. The guitar player and the singer uh, Jake and Greg came out from from uh, back east this past week, and and we recorded a video with some some uh, some stuff that's going to be coming out really soon. But yeah, that's one of my you know that's one of my ten jobs as I tell people. (laughs) Ten jobs, eh? Like, yeah, just like Getty photographer, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, for clothing me, I, ambassador. Yeah, for me, like, you know, part of that thing is, is I, I mean, I don't know if I have ADD. Well, or can I just say bass player? Yeah, you know, um, all that stuff really is about having fun and being creative, and and also working with nice people, which um, yeah. I mean, I'm very fortunate. Obviously, we get along really well. We have our friend Fiona in London. We have a lot of friends mm. that we've we've kind of built up a network. Um, Jason Miles yeah. in New York is another one. So we're really fortunate to be able to connect with such globally known creative people. It, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, two things. One is the beauty of the internet from a positive point of view, rather than, you know, there's so much news on, on negativity, but there's a lot of positivity as well. And, and in fact, that was when I started to recognize the value of certain people really grasping social media as a really healthy communication tool you know and right. it is something that uh, you're a consummate professional doing that i've been doing it a long time and my thing the whole music tribes unite media is is all about that and as you know and, and the logo and the fact that everybody is interconnected through this universal force of creative music, which comes right. from the wellspring within each one of us. Yeah. And that gift that each one of us is born with and is realized, and even if it isn't realized, that when you can receive the gift of it. I have this thing, you know, it's like hashtag dancing in my office. Right, because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a part of me. You know, Peter always said, my wife said, maybe you should just video yourself sometimes and put it out on YouTube because people would have a laugh. You know, I've done it a couple of times where I've parodied a particular song and when the moment's taken me, but yeah. most of the time I'm happy just to just immerse myself. Let's go back to somebody like Yannicka. 
Sonstrom yeah. or Sandstrom, Sonstrom, you know, you Sonstrom. say, you say, what's that? How do you say it? Sonstrom. You know? Yeah, Janneke. Yeah, so uh, it's Janneke Sonstrom. Sonstrom. Um, yeah, that's it's, it, it's yeah. hard because, yeah, it's a Swedish, uh, Swedish name. Uh, so she actually, Janneke is a really interesting person. I, I met her um, in Finland. We actually did uh, for our music pages, which was Music Crowns in London and Bass and Guitar Love in yeah. Italy. We did a, a Facebook Live with her actually in the forest near a lake in Finland, <laughs> which yeah, I know sounds crazy, but actually, that had like a, yeah, it had like 130,000 views in, in a couple of days, that, that live stream. And she's uh, a really well-known artist in Finland and also in Germany. And uh, we were fortunate to be able to, to chat with her. That was, yeah, that was a really fun and, and also chat with her at home in a really comfortable environment. Yeah. She was still under, they were still under the lockdown when we talked, but, um, it was fun to get to know her better, and, and and it's fun to be able to do like where you can actually kind of dive deeper. I yeah. think of guys like Rudy Sarzo, which is a friend that we, yeah. you know, we oh, oh. yeah, Rudy's Rudy's a great guy. He's a very well known rock bassist. Um, has played with Ozzy, played with you know uh, Quiet Ride, a bunch of people. And Rudy's a great guy. He's a sweet man, and there's a whole story with him that a lot of people don't know that he's actually from mm-hmm. Cuba. You know, that he's yeah. never been back to Cuba since he left as a child. And we, yeah. we kind of talked about that. We talked about Randy Rhodes. Um, you know, that story is very well known about Randy dying when he was with Ozzy. And yeah. uh, his friend Frankie Benali, who recently passed from uh, Quiet Riot. What's great about the podcast format is you can really take your time and actually dive deep and get to know people because you don't have the, the time constraints yeah. from a lot of other yeah. kind of formats, right? And when you're talking about that is, and I acknowledged this to you before, there have been times when I've been in tears because when I'm listening back to the audio side of it as well, because these people are being very brave and courageous, but but you've placed them in this very beautiful, comfortable environment uh, mm-hmm. where they're comfortable to share things that they have never shared before in public. Right. You know, that's a big part of the thing is is trying to create sort of a comfort zone where they feel like they can share mm. I mean with you but obviously obviously with the audience too because part of mm. my mission to talking to people that are, are already very well known um, because I know they do a lot of interviews I know they get asked a lot of the same questions I purposely yeah. try yeah. not to do that there's some questions mm. that of course you have to ask they're just obvious mm. ones but I purposely try to find the different path you know and try to get to know them as people not just as as famous you know music people or whatever. And I think that that's super important. I think the other part of it too is is focusing on them and and you as the interviewer. You know, you're it's not about you. It's all about them and trying to get to their truth yeah. and what they want to say, yeah. which I think is a really important lesson. I think it's something that even with jazz in Europe, you kind of really encouraged me, and then I know you've encouraged other people to kind of really focus on that. You know. Yeah. Thank you very much. You know, that was a five year period of my life that, as as you know, ended prematurely just one of those changes in the world which was brexit and right. uh, so i had no control i had no control over that and my partner had no control over it so it impacted mm-hmm. both of us and a, and a worldwide audience and it and it does show right. you how things like that can happen and and i don't mind admitting that i went through a bit of a grieving process because as i said you don't feel like you're in control but uh, in reflection it's also about you know, the old adage, just the things that you can control and let go of the things that you can't. But also when yeah. you've done that, 
Well, that was that was your baby. That was yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of work. Eighteen hours, eighteen hours a day for a long time, and um, but also I think that philosophically, I I celebrate that whole period much easier now because I learned so much about elements of the music industry that I hadn't really been involved with before, and Mm -hmm. you certainly. You know, there's a, a saying, you know, cream rises to the top, but also how you get to learn in, in an industry that can can be, frankly, tough. So that business integrity and ethics uh, really do start to shine through and you get a bit of a, a smeller or sense for who's really who. And, right. Yeah. It's not, there's yeah. nothing like pressure and a deadline to really, it makes people's personalities pop out. That's yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know? uh, but I think also that unseen but vitally important energetic component to life mm-hmm. that is interwoven into music and creative people, especially because they're in touch with it, perhaps in one way with their intuition, let's talk about it, is that that feeling or vibe as might be used as a uh, the vernacular hmm. is one of the reasons where I'm proud of what we're doing, because yeah. that is something that people resonate with. And to have that, uh, and as I said, have people feel comfortable very quickly um, yes, I agree with you. There are certain questions that artists, like we all, are going to ask, you know, where did you come from and so on and so forth. But you have created this beautiful sort of fireside chat feeling. It's like just two friends having a drink and yeah. and, and sharing stories. And well, that's kind that's, of, yeah, I think that's definitely my my goal you know like i said i think i think that there's a i know you've done i mean you've done a lot of interviews too i'm actually going to ask you about that in a second but um yeah but i think that that's part of the goal right is to just is to kind of get them to a place where they're comfortable where they don't feel like you're going to ask some surprise weird question that they're not expecting Mm. or you know i usually try to give the guests a little bit of an idea what i'm going to talk about and i have a game plan but i at the same time, I think it's really important to listen to them and what they have to say, not just ask the question. Because yeah. you can kind of, you yeah. know, when you see maybe a news reporter or whatever, when they do that, when they ask a question and then they're thinking about the next question, you know, the viewers can feel that or the listeners can feel that in, in how they approach mm-hmm. the interview. And I think it's it's really important. It's something I've learned. It's really important not to do that. It's really important to ask a question mm-hmm. and then listen. <laughs> <laughs> to what the yeah. guy's actually saying, right? So absolutely, because you've done a lot of interviews with many like jazz luminaries and and all sorts of different people. Who's who's the the most, I guess, most fun or most interesting interview that you've done personally? Well, gosh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think one of the early ones that I did was the famous Bill Evans trio, and it right. was Chuck Israel's the bassist. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous, you know. It, to me, the, the whole Bill Evans era and its music was is just so delightful. And then to have this access to this personality, you know, look on a pedestal sort of thing. And and then we got talking, and he said to me afterwards, he said, Nigel, keep doing this because he said you ask me questions that I've never been asked before. And he said, right. you made me think. He said, I've been doing this for so long. And and he said, you engaged me and asked me questions. And 
it was one of the nicest things that could be said to me and one of the most positive things for my own career mm. in interviewing well-known people right. is that, as you know, some of my professional background in other parts of the world and in, in interviewing people and so on and so forth for different mm -hmm. things. And I realized that I could blend those skill sets that I had developed over right. those years and utilize those. As you and I have talked about, same with you. That's one of the things that was very parallel and common about our lives in an interesting way. That was fascinating. And then the first time I connected with um, Jason Miles, right. um, which we've both had the uh, privilege of talking to, is that is one genuine dude. People that don't know his name. So almost yeah. all the, the really well-known, like Luther Vandross tunes he was involved in, he played with Whitney. He's on a lot of her albums playing synth. He, I mean, yeah. Miles Davis, you know, he, he produced Sting. Um, I mean, it's a <laughs> yeah. really long list. Yeah, Roberta Flack. And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, and, and Jason's fun because Jason, you know, he has a lot to say. He's an interesting guy. He's a smart guy. He's been around forever. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, guys yeah. like that, like you said, like, you know, I mean, you gave me, I think right out of the gate with Jazz in Europe, I interviewed Bobby Santabria. Was, I, think, yeah. I think he was I think he was actually my first one with you guys and he was he's been nominated for 10 Grammys <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah <laughs> I always I always intended to throw you in at the deep end because I believed very quickly in your abilities and capabilities and wanting to you know I I admitted that it was a a well-intended kick up the bottom as they say in England <laughs> you know, but in a positive way because you you certainly showcased to me just in our conversations that you would approach this challenge head on, which is what I loved. And all of the people that we, you and I now have come to know who are musicians that I've said, hey, have a go at interviewing these famous people because they've looked at them and gone, oh my God, I can't do that. You know, yes, you can. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, um, What's his name? The bass player, Christian McBride. Yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much I won't say I'm fearless, but I'm I'm pretty fearless because I've I've learned over the years mm. that I that I've learned the most when I was really the most uncomfortable. So interviewing people like yeah. Christian, who is a really good guy, I admire him as a bass player, of course. And then, but he's yeah. much more than a bass player. You know, he's he's an artistic director for a bunch of globally known music festivals and. I mean, there's a really deep history, just like Bobby Santabria. Bobby is, you know, some people may or may not know the name, but you definitely heard his music. And he, you know, he's a, yeah. a Latin jazz legend. He's known as, as a sort of an encyclopedia of Latin jazz. So, so those kind of guys. Yeah. And, and, and it's even both Christian and Bobby, like there's the history is so deep that you could literally talk to them for four hours and you're still not going to cover everything. <laughs> So you have to kind of figure out, okay, well, what am I going to talk about? Like, you know, obviously you're going to talk yeah. about Miles and you're going to talk about, you know, um, the stuff that that really heavily influenced them and, and that kind of thing. But it's tricky, like trying to figure out, you know, or same with Billy Sheehan or, or Rudy Sarzo. Like there's so much history. You have to kind of figure out, okay, within this 45 minutes or an hour, how much, what am I going to cover? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a yeah. challenge. You are fearless, but you're also humble. And you know, I'm My here track. to tell people, <laughs> some people go, oh, name dropping, name dropping. But when you've been in the industry a long time and you like like yourself, you know, you just happen to have worked with um, Miley Cyrus, uh, Gary Puckett. You know, when you're talking to 
uh, JLo. These are people that, you know, you spent quality time with behind the scenes. The one thing I, that I've learned with those people, like, um, mm. you know, I, I mean, I sat in a rehearsal room with JLo for two months in, in Hollywood, yeah. um, prepping her Dance mm -hmm. Again tour. And same thing with Miley. We sat in a rehearsal room in, in Burbank for, you know, a week and a half and then did some stuff for iHeart. But um, what I learned about those guys is they're just people. I mean, obviously they're famous, mm -hmm. but when you get them alone away from all this stuff, they're just normal people and they, they act normally mm -hmm. like we would act. Sometimes they're happy, sometimes yeah. they're not happy and or whatever it is. But that's a really good lesson because, you know, for the interviewing yeah. thing, once you know that, like, you know, we all put our pants on the same way. We all do the certain yeah. things the same way. That's sort of like the great equalizer. Then it, then it becomes, you know, what kind of information are you trying to get from them and, and what are you trying to, to you know, disseminate um, with their history and their, and who they are as a person? Uh, just figuring that, figuring that out sort of like is, is the challenge at that point, right? You kind of forget about the famous part of it. <laughs> you try to, yeah. try to move past that, I guess. I don't know. Yes, but by the same token, for the people that are listening, when you do have that accessibility, we're in a situation now where publicists are contacting us and yeah. saying and as an influencer with integrity and that's the thing that really is this the branding now is that people are recognizing the importance of that in a world where authenticity is far more valued now than than i think this sort of surface veneer that people were used to and, and perhaps just smothered with for a certain period of time uh, and that people have said, I, I, I don't want that anymore. I want real. And I, I, I think that the lockdown has given people opportunity to reflect the, the music industry as a whole, I hope, and that uh, as we come out the other side, yeah, of course, we'd all want to let our hair down and it's going to be difficult for both you and I, I know, but... Right. <laughs> But uh, metaphorically speaking, anyway, at least, once that's passed, we'll see. I'm really yeah. hoping that people will look forward to sharing their own individual stories and that people will value those autobiographical components of people and that we all say that that's something that I want to listen to. That's an interesting perspective on right. whatever it is. And the music industry as a whole needs to and it does and it will constantly evolve and change and the musician themselves you know the, the the perception of what success really is i think changing for people uh they're looking much more about quality of lifestyle you know i mean in terms of the music business i think it's awesome because i'm starting to see a lot of shows come back and i just saw a bunch of huge oh, festivals right being posted um in the last week which is exciting because i mean of course i'm a musician too i think what you're saying about the lockdown and, and kind of people reprioritizing re certain things i think that that's definitely true and i think that yeah. an artist you know um part of what they do is th the truth is is so important in what you do and people can kind of pick up on that when it's real and when it's not real yeah. And, you know, not all the time, but generally, I think that that's true. And um, and also, too, what what is success? I mean, success is different now than it used to be because now people are yes. really buying. They're not really buying records. They're doing downloads. Right. That's how they determine yeah. success. The same in our case, you know, 
um, hitting 100,000 downloads is a really big deal in the podcasting world. Mm -hmm. um, at, at the same time, it doesn't mean the work stops. It's like you celebrate that, then we keep moving. We have a lot of, yeah, exactly, you know, we, as right. you know, we've got a lot of people coming up, but we got people that are yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. I've, got, I've got videos yeah. I need to release. But definitely thankful for all the support. Um, uh, also from, from companies like um, Switcher Studio, they, yeah. they contacted us about working with us, hey. which is exciting. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a great app and they're great folks and they're helping us do what we do. Also, Sure Microphones, um, yeah. the folks at Mixerbox in Asia and USA, they've been really supportive. We did a live for them and they have 200 million followers around the world. Yeah. So we're looking forward to doing more with them. But um, like all those opportunities, I think, just come because we've been working hard and we've been really fortunate to get great guests. I think it's really all about the guests, don't you? I do. You know, between what we're doing is we're producing another thing. Uh, another thing that I'm very proud of is that the quality of what we produce. Right. When you have people that are industry icons that have been doing this for years and years and years, and they comment so positively on the package, the package as a whole that we're doing, you know, from my point of view, what I'm focused on is the sound quality right. um, and when we release it and how we release it as well and what you provide me. So that whole package that we're offering to me is vitally important. And I mean, one of the things that uh, people may not recognize and understand that where you and I are going, yes, it's fantastic to achieve 100,000. And it was agony in some respects for me, like, just like, click, click, <laughs> click. The updates, I'm like, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I know, you were really great. It's like, it's okay, <laughs> it's fine. It, you know. And I suppose, you know, that's one of the other things that we work well is that we, some of the things that we enjoy, how we do it are slightly different. As you know, I'm, I'm sort of looking at from the, my business mind is always saying, okay, what about this? What about that? When you get nearly 800 people on Apple podcast giving you a 4.6 out of 5 rating. Right. And that's the general public saying, and the comments are fantastic. That's all like very humbling. Yes, know, it is. Because for me, as you know, I mean, like you see my my kind of my progress with the interviewing thing. And it's, it's mm. you know, it's a challenging thing, um, you know, and we all have our, our, our moments of being self-conscious and being whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my, my thing has always been to try to kind of push through that and, and just kind of keep growing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, you, you allowed me to do that with Jazz in Europe. And, and when we first talked about that, I had just done an interview with our, our mutual friend Fiona Ross in London. Mm -hmm. I had done a Facebook Live with her and you saw that and then you contacted yeah. me and asked me about writing yeah. for Jazz in Europe magazine. And, and uh, I think what my comment to you was, well, I'd have to have a really good editor because my actual writing ability <laughs> is not the best. <laughs> And you said, you know, you offered to be you offered to be the editor uh, for me, which was brave of you. But um, <laughs> but I think you know, like you giving me the opportunity has has definitely led to where we are now. So I think it's it's really important for me mm -hmm. to acknowledge that that you, you know you having faith in me and and Andrew, um, the other uh, publisher for Jazz in Europe. Um, you know, really allowed me to kind of grow and, and work out the kinks, and I'm still doing that. I mean, I'm still learning. But um, but the interview thing is fun, and and when it when it when it's working, it's really exhilarating. As you know, it's it's really you yeah. come off a good interview like with a with a high that 
that you're not going to really get from any drug or anything else. So I think it's, it's super important to kind of keep learning. <laughs> you know. Well, just to, to parallel, it's not always times when we're both feeling fantastic. Right. Uh, we've got, we've got our own complex lives and all of the things that, and the last year or plus has been challenging for everybody, emotionally, physically, yeah. mentally, the whole thing. Yeah, and, and especially especially in deep. France, for you guys, with the lockdown, has been much more difficult than yeah. it has been for here. Really, I mean, yeah, it has been. And I never forget you said to me once, Nigel. You said it's a process, and then you said to me, "We got to remember to enjoy the process." Right. And yeah. those those were both kind and very prophetic words. Um, I'm raising them with you, one, to say thank you, but also to remind myself and other people in, in talk uh, as we're talking is that it is that way for, for us all, providing that we have mutual respect around the world. Right. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting on my soapbox a bit with music tribes, but we are all tribes of a large global tribe we all live on the same blue planet right. the uh, peace is the way that we want to focus our intentions and and thoughts create things and uh, you and i have talked about this a lot about being very cognizant of your own mind chatter and right. how that's important and and how you express yourself not just verbally physically but energetically i mean it's important to keep especially when we have stuff like with the lockdown and all that stuff it's you know you have a choice yeah. you can wallow in and be depressed and and wallow in self-pity or you can say okay well now how, how am i going to deal with this and i mean yeah. that was part of the the impetus for starting the podcast was like trying to make yeah. a positive out of a negative situation i mean the positive is of course yeah. everybody in the world is all these artists amazing artists are sitting at home you know not being able to create not being able to reach people that they normally would be able to. So the podcast in that situation is actually a great avenue for them. Um, yep. And also with our, you know, with our global music pages, uh, Music Crowns and Bass and Guitar Love, and we have almost 7 million, you know, music followers that at the same time want to hear from those people because they used to be able to see them on tour and, and all of a sudden they can't do yeah. that either. So it kind of way, it, creates, it created a perfect storm for our situation when we're starting out. We got access to some people that, normally we'd be on the road <laughs> right yeah of course and and as we evolve and what we're doing uh and and new locations new homes new places to do things um and and you know people coming and connecting and that sort of thing it's it's all evolution within itself and it's all exciting yeah. and i think that i just to add on to what you said is that it's to be mindful and discerning but but also to take a risk that the one thing that you um, expound to people is it's a process. And remember we talked about mistakes and, and uh, mistakes are not negative all the time. They're, they're learning opportunities. Yeah. Like many people I've learned, I've probably learned way more from one, the times I've, you know, made a mistake or, or yeah. had a difficulty, right? When things are, are smooth, you're, you're just going along with it. But then when, when you get really challenged with even stuff like, dealing with the lockdown stuff or, or whatever happens in life, that's when you really have to rise to the occasion. And, and that's when you're actually learning more, you know, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I used to teach a lot and uh, lecture. I used to say to people on, when I was on stage, we all come, sadly, the majority of us come from a, an education system where 
we tend to get told about the five we get wrong out of 100 rather than the 95 right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And again, I think that's one of the things that you and I have uh, recognized throughout this whole project that we're doing together is that it's about celebrating all of the diversity of, of people and their gifts. What's been fantastic is another thing that you, you hear people in these chats that you're having with them be quite self-reflective about things, you know, and say, well, yeah. yeah. And, and some of the questions that you asked and some of the insights that they've shared about their career paths thus far and some of the things they might do differently, but they don't regret what they've done in the past because you can't. I mean, really valuable golden nuggets that you've mined um, in your chat with them. Yeah, I mean, it's what's awesome about that. Actually, one of the, um, um, Graham too from Air Supply was it was really funny because we were talking and then we started getting into some esoteric stuff and we have we have some of the mm. similar beliefs about things and and he's like, yeah. oh. This isn't what I expected, but this is really good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yes, you know, because that's yeah, what you, yeah, want. Yeah. you want, you want, you know, you don't want to blindside them with, but, but it, when you can go deeper, um, again, with the podcast format, it allows you to do that, you know, and, and that's such a, a cool thing when they acknowledge that, like, oh, okay, okay, we can go there. And Mark, um, Farner was kind of the same way with, you know, from yeah. um, Grand Funk. We talked about some of his spiritual stuff that he believes in, and he's a really spiritual guy, and and that's great. I mean, I, I think that's a big part of who certain people are, and that's a big part of his life. And I think, you know, it's, it's yeah. I'm not afraid to talk about that stuff and and um, showing them as a whole person, not, ju not just as a star. Right? Yeah. Yeah, very much that holistic component that is, uh, again, we come back, I guess, full circle to we've naturally just tapped into something that is lives within both of us as an integrous element is this authenticity that's coming through. You know, the name, it's Music Matters. I know we both feel the same about that. Like, you know, music is such an important part of life. And, mm. and without music, I mean, life or without not only music, but art in general, life would be... Yeah. Um, a dark place and a gray place and we'd be missing that so i think it's really important to shine the, the light on on talented folks i mean obviously famous people yeah that gets that gets the views and that gets the numbers but also uh, you know taking that kind of cachet or that credit <clears throat> and then using that to shine the light on people that are lesser known but that are also huge talents you know and and martinez is oh, one yeah, that comes yeah, to mind yeah, from yeah, las yeah. vegas and I, mean, I just I was talking with Anne today, and she's she's a star, just you know, and she's a star in Vegas, but she could actually be a global star. She just hasn't been been seen by all the people that that need to see her yet. But um, I think it's important to, yeah, to shine yeah. the light on people like that. Erin <laughs> is yeah, yeah, Aaron you know, Balzer, Aaron yeah. is yeah, fantastic. And, and what about Charlotta Curve? Charlotta, <laughs> people should actually look her up. Well, actually all these people we're talking about, but um, Charlotta Curbs is actually um, a well-known singer in Finland. And I have my friend who's uh, works with Yannicke, a producer um, for Finnish television, had done a, a show on her. And it's kind of like an interview show, music show called Hem Alive. And um, mm -hmm. she was one of the artists that I saw. And I was like, wow, that's such a good voice. And like, not only a pop voice, a singer songwriter, but she also is yeah. classically trained. She does the traditional Nordic singing um, it's like something from a movie, you know, the fjords. Oh, of, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's very ethereal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, 
and world, you know, it's world class. And there's there's a lot of those folks out there that, you know, they may not ever get heard, or some do, but they don't. They only get heard like in her situation. She mainly is known in Finland, but I think people like that deserve a, a global stage. And between you know the yeah. podcast outlets, because um, I think now we're getting downloaded in like over fifty countries. Um, yeah, we are. Yeah. Also, yeah, the stats. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then also with the with the video outlets, like it's such a great chance to showcase people like that and let people hear their talents. You know, and, I, and that's something with, with Switcher Studio that we talked about. That's a big part of what I'm doing. I'm doing the Switcher yeah. Chats series, which actually really focuses even more on, on music from performers. We talk about their stories, but then also I have them do at least, you know, two or maybe three songs. Um, I just had Felina Carter, yeah. who's a, a great singer songwriter from Las Vegas up-and-coming artists. Um, I had Chris Hears, who's a really well-known country singer-songwriter. So we're going to be releasing those as podcasts also, but those are also for video. Oh, yeah, yeah for, for Switcher Studio. So that's coming up. I, I encourage people to also to contact us um, yeah. and, and let us know if you'd like to be featured. You know, Send us some, some demo stuff we can check out because I'm definitely looking for new artists um, for the podcast and for the video outlets. And I think we, we both are. We've talked about some people in France. Um, yeah, definitely. We were, um, there's a couple of them that are so itching to get back out there right. you know, and do their things. And one of, one of them actually today, they're headlining a, a, a local to me, but very famous venue called 180. Mm-hmm. And uh, people flock in this area to it like a magnet. Yeah. And the fact that this particular friend of um, ours is, uh, I won't mention their person's name right now, that'll be, but they're headlining it. But like you said, yeah, we, we must, and I use the word must, it's like this, it, we've got this mission to, to do these things and continue it. And right. it, it's... Yeah, and really only, uh, we're really only scratching the surface. So yeah, we, yeah. we kind of like, we're, right, we're now entering into season two, but we have a lot of other stuff that's like we're, we're talking about. Even stuff not related to music. I mean, one of one of our mutual passions is paranormal and UFO stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. that's that's something else that's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go into season three soon as well. You know, that's another thing. That's the third season or something. Teamwork's important and yeah. collaboration, and uh, everybody's got a, something to offer. Um, and we will continue. And once again, I'm excited, and I continue to be excited. Um, there are times when it's you know you're in the little man cave in the on the hill in the middle of nowhere and it's like oh with lockdown you know <laughs> so I'm really really like this uh, and and the fact that I mean isn't it kind of really neat and cool that you and I can be and we are in totally different time zones right and we're communicating with some taco joint. <laughs> in the middle of Las Vegas about something and they're also interacting and and so there's these beautiful elements of uh, collaboration that we can have that are fun really really fun I mean having our partners too um yeah have, have really helped that because they're helping us reach audiences and people that we wouldn't even normally be able to and social media definitely I mean, plays a huge part in that um and, and yeah. actually along with that Nigel tell people how they can find you um you're different and you have a bunch of different pages, but what, what like music tribes and all that kind of stuff, how can people find you? Oh, brand? okay. The, the clothing brand is really simple. That's music tribes, unite.eu or mm-hmm. um, in my collaboration with you.net also. Um, so my whole brand is music tribes, unite. 
and then I have different extensions. So the URL is always one word, music tribes, unite right. dot something. So for the podcast production, it's music tribes, unite dot media. Yes. But you're actually open to produce other podcasts. So yeah, you do voiceover I, work and, and you do the voiceover yeah. for our shows. So. That's right. You know, and I've got another thing uh, with a, uh, you know, we do male and female and uh, that's called voice rap studio. Uh, that's here as well. Uh, so it's, it's multifunctional. You know, I've got proper isolation sound booth, which you can't see off camera. So I've got all the toys and the equipment, that sort of thing. And I appreciate you asking me. I mean, I've been doing voiceover. I, I started 25 years ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah it's, um, you have a really, and you have a really interesting background. We've, we've really only barely touched the surface, but you, <laughs> you owned a very successful radio station. Um, yeah. You worked for uh, Canadian Immigration at one point. That's right. Yeah. Um, you've yeah. done UK government stuff that we can't talk about. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've signed three, <laughs> three, three official secrecy acts in yeah, three different so, countries. But, yeah. <laughs> so we're probably being monitored, but that's, you know, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, but, um, uh, they know, they know a lot more about me than you would imagine because of I, yeah, even well, my, you know, my blood type, that, the whole thing. Right. That, not, <laughs> um, well, awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm, Hopefully we'll be we'll do another one of these when we hit uh, two hundred thousand downloads. <laughs> we'll see. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The fact that we've done a hundred thousand in seven months. Is, I know it's crazy. It, 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 yeah, it means two hundred thousand is achievable. But we always knew, didn't we, that hundred thousand was a goal. Believed it was possible. That yeah. was the thing. From my end, that's what I'll, I'll end with today in our chat is that you and I have always believed that this can be achieved and we've enjoyed the journey right. thus far uh, and and here we are today being able to say hand on heart we've done this so far you know and that's right. that's a, a lovely you know we're both those kind of people that aren't going to just wallow in that success because we're ready for the next stage <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think that that's yeah you you celebrate the success that you realize that there's mm. more work to do and, and that and that's good yeah. i mean and there's there's a lot of people there's a lot of talent out there um, that we definitely have yet to showcase. And um, actually, I should mention, yeah. too, that part of what's happening is um, I'm actually I have my virtual studio here with the green screen, um, which is at my home. But I'm actually um, starting next week. I'm partnering with um, the space in Las Vegas. So their social media is at the space LV or at Monday Stark. And they have a fabulous, um, really cool podcast to do that they built over there. So for my in-person guests, I'm actually going to be doing that um, there um, starting yeah. starting next week, hopefully. And um, uh, partners on that, again, would be Switcher Studio and, and Sure Microphones. That they're supplying gear for that also. And, um, yeah, that's really exciting. Mark Shinnick over there at the space and his team. Yeah. Is, they're awesome people. That's such a cool environment, and it's nice to be able to bring, you know, artists and guests into a really nice, uh, lovely, I should say the space, because lovely space, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's exciting, and yeah. that's, that's just kind of part of uh, part of the progression of what we're doing, because I definitely, since yeah. COVID has ended, I'm able to do um, in-person chats more. Uh, it wasn't really possible, obviously, during the lockdown. But that also yeah. enabled us to get a lot more international guests, which is which is amazing. And as people start yeah. touring again and coming through Vegas, um, we're going to be, 
you know, I'm getting publicists that are already contacting me. So we're going to be having more guests than that from that standpoint, too. So, yeah, it's exciting. There's there's definitely a lot more, hap- you know. Can you just remind everybody about your new video? Because that, that's something else I think just that you played. How can people find out about that? Yeah, that's um, so that band is, is called Crushed on the Curb. And um, just, yeah, just search for us on, on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And um, that's a really that's a really exciting project. And we have yeah. uh, the next release, which is coming out. We're doing a huge global push, and we have a whole lot of happening with that. And that's actually um, the, the guitar player produced a lot of that, but our co-producer and one of the gentlemen that's working with us is a guy that did a lot of stuff with Alanis Morissette and a bunch of – he's worked with a whole long list of people. So that's pretty exciting as a bass player, a musician guy. So that's that's um, I'm actually going to record a track as soon as we finish. I have to get another track done for them <laughs> but, um, at, uh, at uh, okay. three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know me. I'm up early before dawn. It's like what? <laughs> so I'm going to go and have some breakfast. Yeah. What time is uh, it? Oh, actually, uh, eleven forty-seven a.m. But okay. I, you know, I got up at nine a.m. my time, and it's like I left here in bed asleep and right. i crept around the house you know that sort of thing and I, I actually i i didn't realize how loud the coffee machine was oh. <laughs> because it's the the rest of the house is completely silent and then uh, uh we have sh- like these automatic shutters right. and i i opened the shutter and then i i suddenly realized oh that needs a bit of wd-40 because it's a oh, bit squeaky because i'm going oh i'm gonna wake her up you know <laughs> on a sunday <laughs> yeah. yeah well i'm, I'm okay a my friend i'm a vampire anyway so i guess most people know that by now but <laughs> 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 but i think okay. um, nigel thank you so much for joining me and i um Pleasure. i definitely want to say i appreciate all your hard work and as you know it, it's kind of a crazy schedule for both of us trying to get these shows out and getting them out on time but um, mm-hmm. I really very much appreciate all the support out there, the people that um, listen to us and, and subscribe. Um, it's super awesome. And right now we're on basically all the major podcast outlets um, yeah. around the world. And uh, that's actually growing. So, um, you know, that that's also very exciting. And there's more news coming with that stuff, too. But um, so I very much appreciate your work, Nigel. And and uh, Thank you. having, you know, our, our, our 5 a.m. talks, <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> yeah, like, it's meeting time. What? It's yeah. 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. You, you, you'll, you'll ring me up and then I'm like, I got to go to sleep. Yeah, I know. Then we'll talk soon. Yeah, okay. Bye. Ciao. Bye. You can follow us on all major podcast outlets at Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris. Thanks for joining us and catch you next time.